Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. An important topic on today's episode, we're going to talk about working on the biz versus working in the biz. Noelle, good morning. Good morning. And John has the sniffles today. And I am having the best day ever because it's my little sister's birthday. Yeah. And why don't you describe (laughs) what you sent her? Because it's pretty amazing. And this actually ties into our topic. So as, as we're thinking about our businesses, our lives, coaching the world, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of infusing our everyday real lives with joy, because no matter what we're working on, if we're in the business, if we're working on the business, our lives go on. So my baby sister started a new job, moved She's cranky. She's hot. She is surrounded by moving boxes right now. And I told her that I was sending her a perishable fruit basket Mm. (laughs) and that she needed to be home this morning to receive it, which she was kind of tweaked out about. Um, And instead, what happened was there is a wonderful, magical performer who was dressed in a pink gorilla costume on a unicycle playing a ukulele who serenaded her um, with vignettes from her life. How did you find this person? Google. <laughs> oh my God. You know what, it's, it felt like to me um, a scene from an 80s sitcom. And I love yes. the 80s. So it was so analog. It was so, you know, the whole thing where um, back in the day where when you used to uh, send uh, singing telegrams. Yes, that's exactly it. I, I was thinking, you know, she's in a terrible mood let's get some sort of singing telegram out there. <laughs> I love it. It was awesome. It. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very you. So I love yes. it. Yes, yes, yes. So let's dive in. You know, we're talking about working on the business versus in the business. And this is just one of the realities of entrepreneurship. And it's something that no one plans for or really loves, I think. John, what's your take? Um. I've, uh, my whole family, uh, we've been entrepreneurs uh, since we came to America. So um, the difference for me is uh, working from brick and mortar to online. And, uh, you know, working as an entrepreneur online has become the norm these days. And so as coaches, that's going to be a huge part of um, building a practice. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, when we were at the starting line, one of the reasons why we wanted to tackle this topic today is many folks have super unrealistic expectations about what it looks like to start a business. Yes. Um, what were some unrealistic expectations that you had? Yeah. So uh, I got lucky because when I started, um, you know, people were still in dial up, social media wasn't really a thing. Uh, I can imagine today. If I was starting today, I, I, I could see myself comparing uh, myself to other people. I could see myself being more impatient. I could see the pressures of uh, social media, how we show up, all of that. And, you know, I, I, 
when I did started this around 14 years ago, because it wasn't so social media heavy, um, I didn't feel those pressures, which made me um, just kind of play in the sandbox and be curious and, you know, um, as I say, play with my Legos. But I can imagine today it must be really hard with all the, the pressures out there because social media is real and, you know, comparing yourself to other people who maybe are um, further along right? All of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's really tough to stay in your lane and focus and be patient these days um, with uh, being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what John is talking about is, is the projection, this idea of what it might must look like to others to have a business. When I first started and, and today, 12 years later, I still do not have an online presence that's driven by social media. So um, if that really freaked you out, <laughs> just know that there are lots of paths to entrepreneurship. And what where my stumbling blocks were, were uh, a little bit different than John's, my stumbling blocks were in the performance of me being a coach, that I was so scared that I wasn't a quote unquote good coach that I kept picking up more and more education, more and more certifications, and was really just terrified to, to physically show myself, literally show myself because my confidence was so low. So um, the message that I want to bring today is that when we're talking about what you actually need to do to build a business and work on it versus in it, none of this fear stuff matters. How it appears doesn't matter. Um, how you feel about your coaching skills doesn't matter. Um, in fact, there are a whole lot of other foundational things that are a heck of a lot more important than the appearance or skill level that you hold, which are things that you'll change over time. Can I just say, uh, when I first met Noelle, she had uh, dark sunglasses taped yeah. to her taped to her face i couldn't get them off <laughs> it's they true are, they I, are now <laughs> off and we see your beautiful eyes but yeah um well you know i do wear sunglasses at night like that is still a thing <laughs> it's, it's they're my don't talk to me sunglasses <laughs> like right. I, I love them i love them but you know the metaphor i want to roll with is is surfing um mm -hmm. uh, you can't wear your sunglasses if you're surfing and when we think of surfing, um, John, what comes up for you? What do what do surfers do? Uh, I love this metaphor. Surfers, uh, the image of surfing. So uh, me growing up in Los Angeles skating, I've always wanted to surf, but I have, I have this water phobia. So uh, it's very hard for me to to swim out to, to where the waves are. If a fish touches my leg, I'm like uh, 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 like Jesus walking walking on the water back to the shore. And so. Um, but the image of surfing is strong, right? The image of catching a wave, riding it. Uh, and when we think about surfing, all, all we see is the riding the wave and how amazing that must feel like and all that. Uh, we don't see the paddling out and sitting, you know, on your surfboard for possibly hours for that wave. Yes, yes. So when we're talking about coach land and we're talking about coaching, riding that wave is the time that you actually spend coaching. That's the time that you actually spend speaking or facilitating or delivering your craft. 80% of the time is spent paddling, yeah. is spent 
building your systems and your foundation, tending to your business, doing the accounting and all of the different things that will support the structure of that 20% of precious time actually catching that wave. Yeah, and I and I I love this because it's such a visual, um, accurate representation. And what what this leads me to say is you got to get um, rid of your your uh, unrealistic expectations. You you have to um, clear what you're seeing on social media or hearing because uh, that's kind of the highlight reel. You know, it's not the behind the scenes. And so for me, um, working on. Uh, means producing daily content. It means uh, making podcast episodes. It means, you know, um, establishing feeding partnerships and going to meetings and all of that. And, and the actual coaching itself is a, a very small percentage of what I do. A hundred percent. And I think that she brought up a really important point is that, you know, the, the projection, the content, um, the product is what customers and clients will see. And then there's that reality of everything that goes on behind the scenes. So let's shed a little bit of, of light on this and talk about all of the different things you brought light to some of them. And where you're coming from right now is a place of being very established in your, in your career with strategic partnerships and meetings. And I'm at the same level. So what I'd like to share with our listeners is that it takes time to build a practice, but it is 100% possible. John and I met almost 10 years ago and we were at the same starting line. And now 10 years later, we're both at the top of our field. So if we can do it, you can do it too, hands down. Yeah. And also I want to say that, you know, um, the, you know, building the foundation, the, the, the soil planting the seed, all of that takes a lot of time, but once you get traction, you know, once you're getting clients, once you're, whatever your, your goals are, once you're publishing books or getting out there, then things happen really fast. And, and, and you, you, you start to, um, just get a lot of opportunities in your inbox, you know? Yeah. So it's like you go slow and then, um, you go slow to go fast. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Things pick up steam. And, and what that foundation looks like is structure, a plan, uh, financial systems, paying quarterly taxes, super not sexy, but mm -hmm. you need to client questionnaire forms, building a website, what are your filing systems, your billing systems, having an organized home office space and building a little bit of um, cushion in the bank so that you have capital to spend on things that you'd like to spend on, like a brand or a logo. And those pieces need their own little space. They need life, they need care, they need to be nurtured, they need consideration, just like a plant. You have to water your systems in order for them to grow. Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes that um, people who are pursuing co coaching, uh, what they make is they uh, they see other people getting clients and they see, you know, the, uh, the highlight reel on social media, they go, uh, take a coaching workshop, maybe it's over the weekend. And then by Monday, they expect to have, you know, <laughs> a full practice, uh, and, and money coming in and that that's not, it's not realistic, but also you have to ask yourself, you know, would you be ready over the weekend? Right. So right. the, the slow is so you can pedal your bike and, and gain confidence and, and become a better coach. 
Yes, absolutely. And whether we're talking about the way that you show up as a coach, a speaker, a podcaster, a facilitator, however you express your craft, that will grow and develop over time. And so will the skill set that you need to run behind the scenes, because that's, again, going to take up about 80% of what you need to do to build something, anything as an entrepreneur, and you will build your muscles in this arena as well. So there are, and there are two parts to the, the building phase, the behind the scene phase. Um, and I think that they're great and they're hilarious and it's wonderful to talk about. One is a worker bee and one is a CEO. And I'm actually a CEO, so I can speak to this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, John, for you, what are some of the worker bee tasks that you have to keep your hands in day in and day out to run your various ventures? And what was it like when you first started out? When I first started out, it was just um, finding my voice. Uh, telling my story, uh, um, um, overcoming the fear of showing myself. That that was mm-hmm. the beginning. And now it's more about um, spinning plates as far as, uh, you know, if I don't produce content, the machine dies. And so uh, making sure that um, I'm documenting and, and, you know, taking that highlighter to my week and sharing revelations. Um, but doing it in a way where it's sustainable. So a lot of people burn out. A lot of people, um, uh, you know, they have a podcast, but they only do two episodes and they're done or, you know, um, so, so constantly doing it where it's um, sustainable, consistent. That's, that's like the, 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 um, the big thing that I have to do, or I feel like uh, I start losing trust with my audience. Yeah. So the consistency is the worker bee part. And then, you know, the CEO part, is the vision. That's the growth piece. That's the big ideas that you're pushing out into the world. And if you just focused on, you know, the worker bee stuff day in and day out, your business wouldn't grow. If you just focused on the CEO, big vision day in and day out, you wouldn't have a business. Um, so let's break it down. There are, there are some tasks that we can highlight. And if you have a paper and pen and you want to write these down, um, these are just some basic concepts to get you going with your 80% of business development. The first one is checking in, following up and following through with new leads, new partnerships, new people. John, what does this look like for you? Oh man, um, usually in the form of emails. So um, feeding relationships, uh, asking people how you can uh, help them and you know support them and their projects. Uh, and, and so what you're doing is you're building trust, you're getting to, to know people. And also, you know, with this internet thing, you, you never know where someone's gonna be, you know, a year from now, six months from now and how um, that can, you know, be a a great partnership. So just um, making friends (laughs) authentically. Yeah, absolutely. And and I really want to highlight that following up and following through is not a natural thing that humans do. Some people have really strong skill in this arena. Most don't. And it's really hard to get in the habit of following up and following through. I know John and I both experience like PTSD when we open our emails some days, because it's like, Oh God, I went away for a weekend. I had 400 emails. Um, 
And, you know, those relationships, those pieces of communication are, are so important because they allow people to be seen and yes. feel acknowledged. And also it's not even emails anymore. Uh, today it's emails and then you have DMs. So you have direct yep. messages on different social platforms. So if you're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, there's three. Um, and then you also have uh, people texting you. So uh, I used to, when I first started off, I used to answer every single message that came to me. Uh, I just can't possibly do it anymore. And so um, you do have to focus on where you put your time and energy. I, I, I don't have, you know, I, I have uh, probably 400 unanswered DMs, but I, I can't plow through them um, just because that that's not where my urgency is. And so you have to decide, you know, because there's only so much time during the day, um, what gets answered, what doesn't. I also get a lot of people that blast me with long paragraphs of uh, their situation and how you know, they're just like kind of verbally vomiting on me. And I used to answer those before, but I mean, it's it would be impossible to answer those. So you got to pick and choose. I'm in the same boat um, in very different ways. And this is part of system building is deciding how you're going to respond, carving out time for that follow-up and follow-through. So one of the systems that I utilize um, is, I think my volume is probably a lot less than John's, and, and I do try to respond to everyone that reaches out. So it's either a very quick, I see this and I'm gonna redirect you here, or, you know, thank you so much, not interested, but wish you every success, and, and just very quickly blowing through. Um, and that's, that's a system that I built into my process so that I could accommodate the demands coming in. Um, next up, let's talk about having a budget, paying invoices, paying bills, and tracking expenses. This is not a strength of mine. John, how about you? <laughs> it's not It's not a strength of mine either. Um, every, every month I'm like, oh, I forgot about this and I forgot about this. Things add up, you know. Um, hosting, website hosting, um, things that we sign up for, all these subscriptions, tools, things, you know, to make, uh, make your, um, make little square uh, images and stuff like that. And suddenly at the end of the month, you're like, oh, you know, I have a thousand dollar bill with all these things I'm doing. And I didn't even think about it. So yeah, being very mindful of all the things that you're paying for. This is another area where it's really important to get a system in place. Um, Every time you use a new service, pop it in a spreadsheet, create a tab in your mm -hmm. email for all of your invoices. There are so many great services out there from small business accountants to um, expense tracking tools where you can automate a lot of this. And the reason that you're going to need to keep track of invoices and bills is for tax deductions for your business. And again, I know I said it once already, but quarterly taxes, if you have a business, you have to pay them. So getting yourself on that tax schedule is also super important. Yeah. And ask yourself, you know, do you want to create an LLC? Do you want to create an Inc? Um, are you creating a payout company or are you just doing through your, you know, your personal account? So all of that stuff. And if this is an area where, like me, you really struggle, I mean, it's taken me 10 years, I'd say, to really get a handle on personal and self-management around finances, money in, money out. And the way that you know business needs to operate was, was a really great outcome of all of this. But if this isn't a strength of yours, outsource it. The, the amount of money that it would take you to outsource it is far 
worth it in the time that you get back and the stress that you can alleviate in your life. Yeah. You know, a great example of this is tracking. Um, I, I never put any effort into tracking. I would just push stuff out. Uh, and then I realized how important tracking is. It's not my thing. I don't really know how to do it. I don't have time to do it. So I've got a company that tracks everything. So, you know, emails and how things perform, all of that, right? So uh, eventually getting to a point where you have uh, people helping you building a small team. That's data. And and that the tracking and strategy falls into to the CEO bucket. So we'll mm -hmm. check back there in a sec. But since we're still in worker B land, you know, the other things, and, and John, this is totally your wheelhouse, so I'm going to lean on you here, you talked about it already, is the systems, time, and intention that needs to be carved out for content creation and social media. Yeah, and I think, you know, it depends on your personality, and how you work, so you, you have to um, customize that for yourself, but for me, it, I, I don't batch things. I don't just sit, you know, I don't take a weekend and, and go into a room for 12 hours. Uh, I'll burn out. I can't do that. And so for me, creating content, I have to turn it into a lifestyle. I have to have daily routines. Um, it's like working out, you know, it's, it's something that I thread into my life and then it, it doesn't feel like work. And you look back and you're like, oh, I've been creating content for, you know, 10, 13 years and uh, it, it didn't feel that way. And so, you, but you do have to create some kind of system. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and the more that you can create uh, patterns of behavior for yourself. So every day on Wednesday mornings, John and I record our podcast and it's a lovely time that we have together and we've been doing it for years. And so now it's just part of the fabric of our weeks, the fabric of um, our time. And it's, it doesn't feel like something that has to be scheduled and controlled because it just kind of flows. Right. Yeah. So finally, something on the worker bee side of things to check in on is once you have a client roster, those clients are going to need administration. So whether that's Dropbox, uh, client notes, your contracts, building little brand books for folks, pulling together testimonials, doing research for clients, connecting them to people and ideas that will inspire them. You need to continue to nurture all of the little relationships that feed your business. So what this looks like for me, um, at this point, I only I take on very few clients. Um, right now, my max is two clients. I have two clients, um, and I love them. And I text with them mm -hmm. <laughs> to check in, see how they're doing, get the updates, and that's my method. And I didn't do that um, even a, a couple of years ago. I, I was not into texting with my clients, but it really works for me now. John, what do you, I imagine you might direct people to your content. What works for you? Yeah. Um, directing people to my content, uh, uh, with my practice, I don't, I don't, I try, I've done this before, but then I got, I had to stop giving people my, uh, personal phone numbers because, um, they won't send you one text. They'll send you, you know, 50 and then you, <laughs> so I, I just try to, um, tell them everything will process, you know, in the session. Uh, and I, like you, don't really see many clients anymore just just because of time. Uh, but when I did, yeah, all the stuff, um, having uh, organiz organization uh, with it comes to notes and um, 
you know, Dropbox, using all the tools to um, make sure that you have a, a nice client uh, uh, admin system going on. Awesome. Yeah. So everything that we've covered so far is this is the minutia. These are the little things that you need to do day in and day out in order to work on your business to make sure that there's a foundation. And then there's a second layer, which is focused on growth. And this is kind of the CEO mindset. This is the vision mindset, which can be daunting for some or can be natural for some. Um, and that includes community building, tracking, like John talked about, knowing how things perform so that you can learn what you need to learn and then create strategy. Uh, John, you've been a master at community building. When you first started out, how did you, did you have any idea what you were doing and what were some kind of guiding lights along the way? No, I, I, um, I still don't have any idea what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, good. I, I, I think, um, I think a big part of community building is the um, action piece. A lot of people think a lot and then do nothing. So if you want to build a community, um, you just have to, you know, do it. You just have to uh, um, uh, open the group or create a, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what platform you're, you're using or if it's in person, but to actually um, execute uh, leading and growing a community based on a specific topic, perhaps based on passion, based on your story. Uh, but it's the actual doing. And a lot of people, um, they want to do something and then they, they um, almost do it and they don't do it. But if you give yourself the experience of just doing it once and you realize, oh, I can build a community, even if it's five people, then you start to gain confidence and you keep going. And every time you do it, you learn more and more about it, you know? And then there's gonna be some times that you try and it doesn't work. And that's okay. You know, that shouldn't stop you from continuing to build community. Yeah, and absolutely. And so, you know, whether we're talking about community building, tracking, learning, or strategy, there's a, a thread that runs through all of it, and it's consistency. That do what you say you're going to do. Um, make sure that you are the person that you're, you're marketing yourself as, and as you're building, whether it's a community or content or an empire, show up consistently, and that will give you the traction that you need to keep going. Yeah, and if you don't build a community, I mean, I'll just be honest with you, um, you don't have an audience and there's no, one, no one's gonna buy anything, <laughs> you know? And so um, your, your, your community that you build is your warm audience, right? And so if you just create accounts on social and you're creating content stuff, but you're not building community, you're not engaging, um, it's like the ocean, you know, it's like start, it starts in the sky. So you've got, you've got to build that community to make that audience warm, that builds trust, and then they start purchasing products or services. Yes. And then, you know, tying it all together with a bow, you can have a, a wonderful community. You can be putting out content. Uh, you could be delivering sessions. But if you're not tracking outcomes, learning new things, and then setting strategy to course correct and change where you need to change, you just have a, a wonderful community and some really nice content. So these three things, tracking, learning, and strategy really go together. Um, what kind of information do you get, John, when you track things? Oh, you get a lot of information that um, you didn't think about. You get, uh, um, you know, why, why, why something sells, why something does 
content, um, how many people open emails, how many people look at your text, like all the things that you, that you really, um, you know, just are maybe overlooking that, that can be uh, game changers and like, you know, tightening, tightening your ship. Yeah, and and that's the data that gives you the foundation for for learning both about yourself, about your audience, and and what you might need to do to move forward. Is your strongest post ever still the one where you were rock climbing in a jean jacket and almost fell off a cliff? No, but that was that's definitely one of mine, and and, and okay. that's you know it's 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 uh. It's what it's what's really interesting is something as simple as video views, you know, that's a form of tracking. So I would never um, assume that uh, me me rock climbing in a jean jacket and doing the splits and being afraid of falling in the water. Like I would never assume that that would um, catch uh, a lot of views. I would think that was silly, but then, you know, that went viral. And so um, you just learn, you know, and so uh, now I'm playing with TikTok and, and then there's a video that I'll do and I'll think it's going to get a lot of hits and it gets nothing. It's just crickets. And then I'll just do something kind of silly off the side, very throwaway. And then um, in that video got five, five million views. So it's just, it's, you just never know, you know, and that's why I think that that is important because you have it in front of you. Absolutely. And, you know, I think at the end of the day and to just, you know, bottom line and, and wrap this all up is entrepreneurship working on your business is all about evolution. So remember, you're surfing, you're delivering that product 20% of the time. And everything else that we've talked about today is going to make up 80% of what you do, what you need to do in order to grow and gives you the tools that you need in order to evaluate where you're headed. Yeah. Gary V talks about clouds and dirt. And uh, this is what we're talking about right here. It's like, you need the dirt, you need the soil, you need to roll your sleeves up and, you know, do the daily tasks, but you also need the clouds. You also need to pull back and see the 30,000 foot view, know where you're going. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta have that bigger picture as well. And I think the combination of both is what makes people successful. Yes. And, you know, if we can be a mirror today, don't forget to infuse joy like sending pink gorillas to people and yes. get up and work even when you have a stuffy nose like John did today. <laughs> and I appreciate you. Thank you for oh, showing thank up. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.